I believe in Hashem. I trust in Hashem. There never is a moment when that I am alone and I'm on my own. I believe and I trust in Hashem because I understand that He's holding my hand and every step is perfectly planned. He's holding me tight, so I'll be all right. I believe and I trust in Hashem. This week was Rishchidah Shvat. Rishchidah Shvat marks a very special anniversary for something that the Alter Rebbe did. The Alter Rebbe's teacher, his Rebbe, was the Mizritcha Magid. Before the Alter Rebbe went back home from the Mizritch, the Mizritcha Magid called him in and asked him to do something for him. He said that up till now, there are so many ways that one can write a Sefer the Parshias for Tefillin, Mezuzais. And he said to him, I want you to work out and figure out a new shape of Oisios of the Aleph Beis. The letters of the Aleph Beis that are used to write Sefer Torahs, Tefillin, and Mezuzas, you should figure out a way that will have all the opinions will be according to halacha, according to every opinion, including according to Kabbalah. The Altarebbe got to work on it, and it took him around four weeks of intense study, and he figured it out. Then the Altarebbe gave the instructions how to write these letters to the cipher of the Mizritcha Magid. And then he said goodbye to the Mizritcha Magid and he went home. On the way home, the Altarebbe passed by a city which is called Anepole. You probably have heard from of Reb Zusha Anepole. Reb Zusha Anepole is one of the two who gave a Haskana to the Tanya. If you turn to the very first pages of the Tanya, you'll see his name there, because the Alter Rebbe wanted that the Tanya should be printed only if there has the Haskama, the agreement of Reb Zusha Anepole and Reb Yehuda So Reb Zusha Anepole lived in Anepole, of course, and whenever the Alter Rebbe would pass by Anapole on his way home, he would meet with Reb Zusha and they would spend time together. There was another great tzaddik in Anapole, and that was Reb Moshe Seifer. There's another Reb Moshe Seifer, the Chassam Seifer, that's somebody else. I'm talking about Reb Moshe Seifer from Peshavirsk. 
He was a very great tzaddik. And he was a sefer. And he also lived in Anapoli. So when the Alter Rebbe would pass by Anapoli, and he would stay over in the hotel, or wherever he stayed, it was very close to Reb Moshe Sefer's house. So Reb Moshe Sefer would come to the Alter Rebbe and visit and speak with him. This time, however, when the Alter Rebbe left the Mezirch Magid, after making the new shape of the Isis of the Alephes, he came to Anipole. It was the night of Rish Chodesh Shvat. And the Alter Rebbe was very, very tired from the trip. So he went straight to his hotel room and he went to sleep. The next morning, Reb Moshe Sefer came to the Alter Rebbe and apologized. He says, whenever you come to Amipali, I always come to you right away. But this time, I did not come to you right away last night when you arrived. And I'll tell you why. Because I was very, very busy. What was I busy with? Reb Zusha Anipoli came to me a few days ago and gave me a job. He says he wants me to write new parshias for his tefillin. And he said, why? Because he was told from heaven, from Shemayim, that the Mizritcha Magid is going to be starting on a Shvat to put on tefillin with parshias that has a new writing that will be used from now and on. So I want to have that kind of writing too. And that's what Reb Zusha Anapola asked Reb Moshe Seifer to do. <coughs> so Reb Moshe Seifer says, he told me to hurry, make sure to have it ready for the Shchede Shvat, because he wants to start putting it on the tefillin the same time, the same day when the Mezitcha Magad would. So I was so busy last night finishing up the project that I could not come and visit you. After saying this to the Alter Rebbe, the Alter Rebbe says, told him the story that happened with him and the Mezitcha Magid, that he was involved with making the new shape of the Isis that the Magid will use. And now we know also that Zusa Anipala will also use that shape for the Tparshies. <clears throat> and ever since then, people would use this new Ksav. It's called Ksav Admur Hazakein, the Ksav of the Alter Rebbe. Of course, all other handwritings of Sefer Toida, Tfilin, and Mezuzas from other great tzaddikim, like the Beis Yosef, there is Ksav of Darizal, there is the Sfardim. There are many, many different ways. They're 100% kosher. But some people try, especially if you're from Chabad, 
you try to have the Alter Rebbe's Ksav. So when did it begin? When was it ready for the first time? Rish Chodesh Shvat. So Rish Chodesh Shvat is the anniversary for the Alter Rebbe's Ksav. Now this Reb Moshe Seifer, who wrote it for Zusa Nepala, this Reb Moshe Seifer was a very great tzaddik. Reb Zusha Anipala himself said that whenever he saw Reb Moshe Seifer sitting and learning, his face looked like a Malach Hashem Tzvais, looked like an angel. And when he would be writing his farin, the letters would shoot out flames, whatever that means. In other words, Rabbi Moshe Sefer was a very great tzaddik. Now, Rabbi Moshe Sefer was not known to everyone as a tzaddik when he was young. When he was younger, he was a tzaddik nistar. He used to pretend that he's a plain guy with nothing special. And then one day he had to reveal himself that everyone should know in order that he should be able to teach everyone Taita. What was the story that made him reveal himself? The story goes like this. There was a Yid by the name Rebyankel. He had a small factory for, that made mashka, whiskey. And he hired a few workers to do the job. And he also had a very well-skilled supervisor, someone in charge to make sure that the factory runs properly. <clears throat> the supervisor did an excellent job that Rabbi Yankala never had to go into the factory. He was able to sit and learn Taira as much as he wanted, <clears throat> to daven, to do gemilas chesed, to help people, because the job was taken care of by his workers and the supervisor. And Rabbi Yankala, of course, treated the workers very nicely, and the jobs were were done properly, and the business was building up nicely. One day, the supervisor notified to Rebyankala that he has to leave. He can't remain with him to do the work. Rebyankala begged him to stay, tried to persuade him and talk him into it, but he says he has to leave. And so he left even before Rabbi Yankel got a substitute to take his place. Of course, Rabbi Yankel was concerned who's going to run the factory. But guess what happened? The next day, while Rabbi Yankel was eating supper, there was a knocking at his door. Who was there? A stranger, a Yid. A Yid by the name Moshe, who came in, and immediately Rabbi Yankala, who was a Machnes Eirech, he always had guests, 
<coughs> he said, come, come, wash, you'll eat with me, please. And you could stay in my house as long as you wish to. Now this Moshe, the stranger, noticed that Rebyanklo looked a little bit worried. So he said to him, why do you look so worried? Is everything okay? And Rebyanklo told Moshe what happened. That he had a supervisor, and yesterday the supervisor left him. So Moshe said to him, I, I have good news for you. <clears throat> I have experience in this kind of work. And if you want to hire me, I'm ready to work for you. Yankel was overjoyed. He says, That you came now. And they sat down and they decided how many hours Moshe would work and what is the payment, etc., etc. <clears throat> the next morning, Moshe began working. And everything was going smooth again. The business started to pick up again and everything was fine. And this went on peacefully for a long time. Now, where did Moshe stay? Well, Rebianko gave him a room, an apartment in the factory. The factory building had an extra room and Reb Moshe had a bed and he would eat there, he would sleep there, took care of himself. <clears throat> but there was one meal of the week that Moshe would be invited to Reb Yankel's house. And which was that? Malava Malka. You know, that's the fourth meal that we have after Havdalah, after Shabbos is over. In order to accompany the Shabbos away, the Shabbos queen, so just like in the beginning of Shabbos, we welcome the Shabbos. When Shabbos is over, we accompany it away. We escort it. And that's why it's called Malave Malka, to escort the queen. And that's what they would have every Mitzray Shabbos. And both of them, Moshe and Rabbi Yankel, would spend the time in the Malava Malka of learning Torah. They didn't speak about their business. All they were doing is talking divrei Torah. The Torah could be either about the Parsha of the week, but that's what they were doing during the Malava Malka. Malava Malka happens to be a very important thing. As a matter of fact, the Gemara tells us, and Shulchan Aruch brings it, that Rabbi Hanina said, one must make a fourth meal when Shabbos leaves, after Shabbos. Even if you're full and you have no room for more food, eat even a little bit. They say that the Rebbe was careful to wash Hamoitzi every week for Malava Malka, even if he came home very, very, very late. It's brought in Svarim 
that it's a good thing to have something warm, something hot, a hot drink, a piece of bread that's warmed up, or something that's warmed up, especially for Malava Malka. And when you eat the food of Malava Malka, it's like medicine. It gives you a lot of brachas. It makes you healthy. And it makes that all the food of the week has the kedusha, the holiness of the meals of Shabbos. As a matter of fact, it's brought in Sfarim that Miriam Hanavia, Moshe's sister, we all know about Be'eda Shel Miriam, the well of Miriam that accompanied the Yidn in the Midbar. So her well goes around to the rivers, Moitzai Shabbos. So if you're going to take fresh water on Moitzai Shabbos, and you're going to drink it, you might have from the well of Miriam. It will bring you many brachas. <clears throat> Another thing about Malava Malka is that David HaMelech made every Moitzai Shabbos a big sa'udah. Why? David HaMelech asked Hashem, Hedieni Hashem Kitsi. Can Hashem let him know on which day he's going to pass away? And Hashem said to him, that's something which only Hashem keeps as a secret. Nobody is ever allowed to know when he's going to pass away. So David HaMelech said to Hashem, can you at least tell me which day of the week will it be? And this Hashem did tell him. Hashem said it will be on a Shabbos. So every Shabbos, after Shabbos is over, and David HaMelech saw, Hey, I'm still alive. I should thank Hashem. Let's make a sauda. And he gathered together his family, his friends, and made a special party, a special sauda to thank Hashem that he is still alive. That's why the Arizal says that it's a minug that by Malava Malka we should say Da he seudasa the David Malka Mashiach. This is the seuda of David Melacha Mashiach. I'll tell you one more thing and then we'll get back to the story. When Mashiach comes and there's going to be Trias Hamesim. All the people who passed away are going to become alive again. Even those who also, their bodies turned into dust. How is their bodies going to come back again? So our Chachamim tell us that there is one part of the body that never turns into dust. By no one. That part of the body is called Etzem Luz. A bone by the name Luz. It's a powerful bone that Hashem made. It cannot get destroyed. You can't break it. It can't burn it. <clears throat> you can't lose the Luz. <laughs> you can never, it can never get destroyed. And that Luz bone that stays forever will be like 
a plant coming out of a seed. From that loose bone, the entire body of that person will be built up by Tchies HaMesim. And I want you to know that the loose bone does not get any food any, from any meal of the whole week. There's only one meal where the loose bone gets food from, gets its nourishment, and that's from Malava Malka. That's why it's so special <clears throat> and so important to eat something by Malava Malka. Again, if you can't eat a lot, even a little bit, even fruits, a drink, something. And that is the mitzvah from Lava Malka. So, getting back to Moshe and Rebyankel. They would have Malava Malka every single week. They'll have it together in Rebyankel's house. One time, when Moshe came to Rebyankel after Abdallah to have his weekly Malava Malka, he comes in, and he sees Yankele is very, very busy. Yankele was in his office, busy with his accounts, with his business books, and everything. And he saw that he was concentrating so much that, ya- that Moshe did not want to disturb him. So he sat down to wait, and he waited, and he waited, and he waited. It took so long so Moshe got up and went home, back to the factory, back to his apartment in the factory building. About a half hour passed, and Rabbi Yankala closed his books, and he looks at the watch, he says, Oi! Where's Moshe? Malava Malka. I ruined the evening for me, for him. Did Moshe come? And the family told him, yes, he was here, and he left. He Probably Moshe has nothing to eat, because he always relies on my meal, that I give him a lot of malka. I can't just let him alone. You know what? I'll go and invite him. <clears throat> Better late than never. So he went to the factory, As he's walking closer and closer to the factory, he saw something very, very strange. He saw a very strong light shining out from the window of Moshe's apartment. It was such a powerful light like he had never seen in his life before. He became so curious to know what's going on inside. So he walked over to the window And he peeked in, and he saw an amazing sight. He almost fainted from what he saw. He sees that Moshe is sitting by the table and speaking with an old man who has a silvery beard, whose face looks like an angel, like a real tzaddik, a shiny, shiny face. And Moshe was speaking to him and looked very serious. And the table was beautifully set for Malava Malka. There was a beautiful white tablecloth, candlesticks, 
and there was also delicious food on the table. <clears throat> Rabbi Yankala was so shocked, so surprised, he just ran back home quickly. He could not fall asleep that night from the big shock. The next morning, he went over to Moshe and he said to him, Good morning, Moiri Verabi, my master, my teacher. And Moshe looks at him, what do you mean? Why are you saying that? He says, I found out the secret. Come on, please tell me who you really are. And who is the man that you are speaking with? Moshe said, since you are able to see that person, good for you. I think I can trust you. He was Eliyahu Hanavi. Eliyahu Hanavi came to me to tell me that it's time for me to stop pretending that I'm a plain person and I should become a leader and a teacher for Yidden. He told me that I should leave the, my job here and go back to my original town and become a teacher for the Yidden. And I asked him, how can I teach the Yidden if they think of me like a plain person? I always pretended to be a simple guy. And you know what Elionavi said to me? He said to me, don't worry. When you get there, the children are going to be running in the streets. And they're all going to say, we got a new Rebbe. We have a new Rebbe coming to teach us. They'll announce it to everyone. And I asked Eliyohanavi, how will the children know? He says, children have such pure minds. They will pick it up. They will know. So after saying goodbye to Rabbi Yankel and thanking him and wishing him atzlacha and finding a new supervisor, Rabbi Moshe left. And when he came to the town, the children did exactly like Eliyahu Navi said. And he became the leader and the Rebbe of that town, famous as Rabbi Moshe Seifer of Peshevarsk. This is a very great tzaddik and a good lesson for us. First of all, we learn how important Malava Malka is. And also to remember that whenever you can help someone, just like Reb Moshe did, he heard that someone needs help, he went out of his way to help him. We're going to give tzedakah, because this is Hakel. G'dayla tzedakah, shemekareves hasagoula. And we're going to say a tefillah, we want Mashiach now.